Well, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We probably will have more people coming in and filtering in as we go. So, um, whatever they miss, this is the best part of the seminar right here. Uh, <laughs> um, thank you. Um, there's plenty of uh, pens if you need pens. I'm going to encourage. I'm going to encourage you right now and just let you know, uh, just based upon. Uh, the amount of material we have here, note-taking is crucial. We will be emphasizing that you really need to take notes, um, and I'll give you some hints uh, going along as we do this and go through it. Um, but the note-taking is going to be a critical factor. We are providing paper for you, but we want to make sure that you're aware of uh, the importance of taking notes as you go along. We um, just thank you again for being here. Spring break 2019. Yeah. Sounds really weird considering we went back to 2007, 2008. We've been doing this for a little while now. Yeah, this this is a <laughs> we've been doing the, the seminar for a little while now. So now we're at 2019. Wow. Um, and of course, this seminar is presented by uh, Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. Uh, we hope that you have a wonderful time here this weekend and that you're inspired and encouraged by what God has to say to you. Um, and I want to thank the staff at Hampton Inn at Hilton. This is the eighth consecutive year here at this hotel, believe it or not. It, 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 they have done a great job, and they did a setup for us as well, too, and we were prepared, and all I had to do was just walk in and plug everything in, and we were ready to go. And mm -hmm. that's, that's always the best thing in the world when you can do something like that. And this, so this place has worked out well for us, and... Of course, Lynn and I know we love the beds here. Um, great for the back. Have it off. Okay. That was just my, my Bluetooth. No, no problem there. So we'll just uh, make a note that um, uh, we'll be doing this. If you were with us last year for our seminar, uh, With God All Things Are Possible, even for you, we discovered that it is very important for each of us to believe that God is the author of all things that are possible in your life. Our faith was challenged, and it is challenged each day because of our fleshly domain. And yet we were reminded that our faith in him must increase. Just having a measure of faith is the starting point, and it rests with believing in the power and authority of Jesus Christ. We will even look at some of this today as we delve into the names of God. And one element of faith, as we discussed last year, involves God's provision for your life. These relationship-based seminars have the common theme of ongoing development of your relationship with Jesus Christ. And this year is no exception. This year's adventure is going to have to do with getting into the names of God, and it's also going to show you the distinctive character traits of God and how they impact your present and ongoing relationship with Christ. So our seminars are devoted to addressing relationships with your life, this year is no different. First of all, the in-depth look at the development of your relationship with God through Jesus Christ. As a reminder, we always use biblical reinforcement as the content's primary source. It's going to require a question and answer participation, handouts, and note-taking to keep you engaged. Once again, note-taking to keep you engaged because you need to be able to write down what comes to mind and one of our prayers as we get started as well, too, is going to be that 
the Holy Spirit speaks through this whole process. Not just my words. Uh, you know, what I say, frankly, it's whatever the Spirit gives me to say. So it's going to be the Spirit speaking in this whole thing. In fact, um, that's the most important thing we need to do right now. Let's go ahead and pray and pray about that very thing uh, since we have some more people coming in. And we will get started. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've given us to come before you and sit quietly and enjoy this time together as a group. We pray, Lord, now that in all things that are discussed even now, tonight, uh, after dinner, and even tomorrow during the day, that the Holy Spirit is the one who does all the speaking, that he deals with us individually and collectively, and that we are able to really gather and gain things from what, are being, what is being said here at this presentation. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us, all that you continue to do for us, and all that you will do for us in the future. Lord, we want to gain something from this entire uh, proposition, and we thank you again for allowing us to be here today. We ask that you bless us now in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. So, we're going to have time to do some Q&A participation. We have handouts that are available for you as well, too. But the most important thing about this thing, and we do this every year, I don't know if you get, this is the same slide that I always use. We relax and have fun because this is the time to do that. This is the time where we have an opportunity to get together as a group and do this in an environment outside of our church and have fun and relax doing it. And this hotel helps us to do that as well, too. So for this weekend, we will take a survey of a select list of names of God. This is not an all-inclusive list. I have selected, based upon deliberating and going through some things, we've got some different things that we've looked at. We've got a select group of names to review. Um, not an all-inclusive list. We're going to define these names with the Hebrew definition because each of these names are from the Old Testament and they remain applicable to none other than Jesus Christ. Just because they're in the Old Testament doesn't mean that they don't apply to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Very important to understand that. And with these names, we hope that you will gain, uh, excuse me, we hope these names, we hope that you'll gain understanding um, in reference to your first-hand experiences and personal development with Jesus Christ. Um, and that's what it's going to come down to. When you learn these names and see these names, you're going to see how they relate to you personally. So this is, of course, just so you're to remind everybody, too, that this event is part of our spiritual wellness series for 2019, where we will focus all year long on ways to help you grow and learn more about your life in Christ. I pray that you're going to see his character in exciting new ways in your, as you grow in your love and worship of Jesus Christ. And isn't that what it's all about? We are all learning about who Christ is. We're all learning about how he relates to us today. The way we saw Christ yesterday may not be the same as we see him today. And I would kind of hope that that's true for all of us because there should be a progression. There should be an ongoing growth. As life challenges us with different things, as things happen to us as we get older, we certainly understand how really leaning on the Lord Jesus Christ and understanding him more is going to be more helpful for us in the long run. So let's take a look at this real quick and do our introduction to the program, Part A. And this section here we'll cover, and after that we'll be breaking for dinner. 
So, first of all, wonderful news. It's good to be here, isn't it? Amen? Amen. Good to be here today? In fact, it's good to be here any day. <laughs> Each, amen. Uh, let's not go too quickly here. <laughs> Each day that we are here is, in my mind, a bonus. None of these days are promised to us. Not one. Perhaps you've heard this famous quote about today. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift of God, which is why we call it the present. Anybody know where that comes from? It comes from Bill Keen, the author of Family Circus, the cartoon. He was the one who actually made that quote. But it, there's a lot, and if you know anything about the family circus, there's a lot of Christian theme within the, the writing of that cartoon strip. It's still around. Okay. So there's a lot that you can unpack from this statement, but I will devote my primary focus to today because, indeed, it is a true gift from God. A gift is something that we sometimes find to be awkward for us to accept. We have been trained, if not conditioned, to receive gifts with skepticism or perhaps make us wonder how it obligates us to the one who gives us the gift. Well, that's our fault when we do that. Words really do mean things, and when we do this, we are changing the definition of what a gift really is. We try to make gifts into a quid pro quo, which is an even exchange. A gift is not about exchanging anything. It is given with no expectation of a return. When you give a gift to someone, there should not be an expectation that you get something back. Amen? Amen. Well, it's kind of a quiet amen. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll have to work with that a little bit. So if we receive a gift, the natural response should be, thank you very much. And for the sincere giver of the gift, that's truly all that is expected. A gift is an act of kindness or of appreciation for who you are. For that reason, we make an immediate connection with the giver of the gift. A gift from God is indeed special. How many ways has he given us gifts along with the present day? There are virtually innumerable number of gifts that he's given us. There's nothing that we can do about it other than declare our thanks to him each day for what he has given us. Now that we see how much he gives to us, should we not explore more about who he is? He is indeed the giver of life and blessings all come from him, but he's much more than that. All of this is indeed wonderful news. To be considered wonderful is by definition admirable, extraordinary, or excellent, and not just plain good. We often associate God with the word good, and he is good, but I can't help but think that we oversimplify his goodness by just calling it just good. God is well out of the ordinary and often beyond our scope and expectations. He is not just good, he is great. Amen? Amen. He's great. What does Tony the Tiger say about Kellogg's Frosted Flakes? They're great. I sounded just like him, too, when I did that. 
That is what we need to remember each day about God's goodness and, of course, his greatness. Does God in his greatness give you a wow factor? A wow factor. This wow factor is a matter of the heart. I'd like to challenge the hearts of everyone present today. Everyone. This is an important challenge for you. It can make the difference between seeing God as good and God as truly great. He is indeed wonderful. As he is full of wonder, God reveals himself each day in a myriad of ways. He wants you to discover more and more about him every day. This is wonderful news. If we were to take a quick look at the word wonderful, which is part of our theme for this seminar, note that first and foremost, the word wonderful is an adjective. But not just an adjective, but what is also referred to as an intensifier. It is much the same as what an exclamation point does at the end of a sentence as opposed to a period. Well, let's look at an example of this. I have wonderful news. Versus, I have wonderful news. Or the sentence, his name is wonderful with a period. And then, his name is wonderful with an exclamation point. What does an exclamation point do to a normal sentence? It's merely an indicator of strong feelings or emphasis. Amen? Okay. It changes the impact of a statement to one that is more dramatic and important. In truth, there are many people who are on fire for the Lord, and listen to this very carefully, this is really important, and most of them may be brand new believers. How many of you have seen brand new believers who are on fire for the Lord? You saw one recently, yes, a young college student who's just turned 22, 22 years old, and she's like flaming fire, ready to talk to anybody and everybody. They live and work for Christ as jumping, enthusiastic exclamation points of light. For some of us who are a little more jaded now because of our exposure to life itself, sometimes our view of our wonderful God is more like the period punctuation mark. Not like an exclamation point, we're just like a period. We acknowledge him, but we do so with less enthusiasm than those confounding exclamation point people. <laughs> so, which person are you? Is your life in Christ summed up to be a simple mark of punctuation, or is it more like a dynamic punctuation mark? Now, don't answer this question out loud unless you really want to. Any takers? But I must tell you that your faith walk in Jesus Christ is a matter of progression. It began the moment you acknowledged that he is Lord of your life. It continues today. He is as wonderful as he has always been. He hasn't changed and always will be. But sometimes we don't always feel his presence in that way. We must be aware of what Jesus refers to in Matthew chapter 13 about believers in a very interesting parable with meanings that don't require any speculation. 
If you have a Bible or a device, you want to go ahead and turn and follow with me. Matthew 13, verses 3 through 9. And what you'll want to do, too, on your, on your notes, you can also note those verses to go back and look at them later as well, too. Just write down the verse. Anytime you see a verse up here, write it down. And that way you'll have it for your own reference point to go back and look at it. Now, I'm going to read, and you're welcome to follow along, Matthew 13, starting with verse 3. Then he told them, and that them being the people in the crowds... Many things in parables, saying, Consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil, and it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, And the thorns came up and choked it. Still other seed fell on good ground and produced fruit, some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times what was sown. Let anyone who has ears listen. And to understand the parable, you look now at Matthew 13, verses 18 through 23. Matthew 13, verses 18 through 23. So listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the one sown along the path. And the one sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. But he has no root and is short-lived. When distress or persecution comes because of the world, immediately he falls away. Now the one sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the worries of this age and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But the one sown on the good ground, this is the one who hears and understands the word, who does produce fruit and yields, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty times what was sown. Your takeaway for this parable It is a very accurate description of life as you know it as a believer. This is life as you know it. This is life, whether it's happened to you personally or you've seen it happen to other people. This is how life is. And we have our share of ups and downs. You as a believer are living according to God's image. And it can be a struggle at times. Amen? Amen. It can be a struggle. This struggle will take the shine off of what we see in Christ as wonderful. It takes the shine right off. What happens to silver when it becomes tarnished? It becomes dull, and its appearance is drab and lifeless. Which group of people do you relate to in this first parable? Where are you in this group, and where do you want to be? Some of us may need nothing less than electric shock to resuscitate our hearts and minds for Jesus Christ. 
Is that a strong statement? Some of us need it, not all of us, but some of us may need that. If we're really being honest, we might need that. There should be a fire that burns continually. Okay? Perhaps this weekend we can energize you with an active discussion about who Jesus Christ really is through our survey of his names. Knowing more about Jesus will help us to know more about our relationship with him and will help us to know where we are in Christ and the potential for where we can be in Christ. It's all about acquiring more knowledge of him. And that is what makes for a healthy, vibrant relationship with him. His name is wonderful and so much more. So we're going to explore this together. So do you have any questions or comments about that parable? The parable about the sower of the seeds and where they land. Where are you right now in your life with the Lord? I'll tell you what, I, I know they talk about <coughs> sowing 100, 60, and 30. I'll gladly take the 30. I'll take 15. As long as I'm doing something that's impactful for the Lord. I don't want to be the, like the person who flames out. I don't want to be the one who gets joyful for the Lord and then all of a sudden nothing really takes root. And you go back to where you were before. That's what we all want to hopefully see about ourselves. Amen? Amen. Amen. Any questions? Everybody all comfortable? Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> dinner break. Um, we're going to go ahead and go to dinner and go enjoy fellowship time together as well, too. And, of course, there's always a reminder that uh, of all the different places that you can go to here, <laughs> there's a lot of them. <laughs> just, just go down the list. Um, now, I do know that if you go to... Um, Texas Roadhouse and TGI Fridays, they may still have this process where you get a 10% discount. You show them your room card. Um, that's up to you guys if you're staying at the hotel, obviously. We have a few people who are staying at the hotel. And we will be back here at 7.30 and resume our discussion with an evening program, which is just as good as this one, <laughs> um, if not better, at 7.45. Amen? Amen. Yes. Yeah, uh, psychodemographics is the. You're psycho gonna have to get the def definition of that for Psychodemographics. Right. Okay. Is how a lot of businesses today um, lump people. Yes. So oh. when you go into the store and they ask you your uh, zip code number, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What they're looking for is how where you live, mm -hmm. and who lives around you. Yes. And there are certain modes of people or certain attitudes of people or wealth of people that lives in these little pockets. Yes. And the thing is to find out your attitude, because that's going to tell them about your buying, so they track that's your correct. buying habits. That's correct. You know. Yep. And they put you in a mode. Yeah. They put you in something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, when you look at Paul, when Paul said, I become all things to all people, he's doing the same thing. Yeah. 
in a sense, when you study that out. Because he talked about the Jews, he talked about the spiritual, he talked about the weak. He's putting them in classification. Right. The parable we just went through is a mode or a classification. Which one do you fit in? Where do you fit? That's right. That's exactly right. And, and, and that whole process, it is an attitude. So when you look at each one of those, you will find an attitude. You will find a group of people in that area, a group of people in this area, a group of people over in this area. That's right. Very true. And the thing is, you want to find the group that puts you fit in, because that's what you're going to grow in. Exactly. Well, the other thing, too, to keep in mind, too, when we read a parable like that, you know, everybody's talking about, I don't want to be like that person who's in the first or the second group or the third group. You know what I'm saying? But what if you are in real life and you're not being honest about it? That's an attitude issue, too. That's an issue of prayer that God speaks to you about where you truly are in your relationship with him. Because we can all pretend like, oh, I'm not any of those people. I'm not this or I'm not that. But the reality is is that some of us are in those categories. Whether we want to acknowledge it or not, we're in those categories. So we need to make sure that this is an opportunity for you to do a little bit of prayer and meditate on his word and meditate about these names that we'll be going through uh, starting this evening uh, with some very, very important aspects of knowing who God is and allowing him to speak to you accordingly. Okay.